Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Uh, this is episode 94. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of current events today. Uh, Mexican pizza's back. Uh, startups are taking a hit in the world of IPOs. Johnny Depp is awarded $15 million by Amber Turd. And uh, apparently Dan's going to black out this weekend at the lake. <laughs> so tune in. And, uh, and if you like our content, uh, whether it's on Instagram or, um, or just the podcast in general, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks, guys. So uh, we're we're obviously in the studio today. We got me. Uh, we've got Dan. We've got Who's Brad. Uh, Matt is uh, me myself. Mm, I'm uh, back. We've it's, got. It's been a while. We've got Sal. Yeah, we've got Dan. Special guest Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, back. life has been uh, a lot lately with the kids. So I'll be back normal here in a couple weeks. Yeah. What else is up? Anything? Anything? You know, worth noting. We haven't seen you in a while. Heard from you. Not Anything really. else going on? No. no. no? I've been actually. I kind of took a break from social and everything. Like, I haven't been posting. I posted one thing this in the last week just because I kind of needed to, like, detach from it. And my screen time was down, like, an hour and a half. So Impressive. Do you feel, like, spiritually raised? I was definitely more chill over the last week. But I have been more tired. Uh, I've been more tired, too. Yeah. Thing. It is. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have been tired. Um, but you were at the lake too. Speaking of which, we got a uh, professional outing at the Lake of the Ozarks this yeah. weekend. A little Brozarks, if you will. Brozarks. <laughs> yeah, then in the tank. You ready to come out? Listen, guys, I was I was in a I was in a frat in college. Like we call this Brozarks like 15 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. But we can we Not can bad. we can TM it, you know. Yeah. I'm actually we, we should, should and like, they make a shirt. And then make a shirt. Damn, that's not bad. I'm pumped to go like, dude. Like, I've only been like, like twice. Really? I'm not really a lake guy, but like, I feel like this weekend's gonna be like a pretty good time because we're like kind of doing some shit like non lakey, right? Like, hitting up a concert, doing some golf. Like, yeah, should be a good time. And the Ozarks is kind of unique in the fact that like, if you go to like Barkley or Kentucky Lake or something, it's like you are at a lake or Table Rock, right? Like, yeah. there's boating and and you know that's the lake, right? But mm-hmm. you go to the Ozarks, it's like you go to a fucking party, party cove. You can do the boating thing. You can play golf. You can do whatever you want. Dan yeah. and I went to lunch yesterday, and he's like, I think I'm going to black out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to play a key role in people getting totally shit-faced. Yeah. Well, whoever yeah, passes out sure. first, and, uh, which and, won't I mean, be me. I guess a lot of people don't know this, or if they haven't listened to all of them, you don't drink, Brad. So, but you're- yeah, so Bobby and me both don't drink. I figure Bobby's probably going to be like more of like the mom of the group, like making sure nobody really does die. Or I'm going to be like making sure that you guys are like within like this far of, of death. Yeah. Like I want you to like see the light for a second and then come back. Out. I always, so Bobby will play like mom. Cause we, you know, we've gone to, he's come out and like while we've been partying and he's a blast. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Um, and he will encourage the partying, but like, yeah, once the end of the night takes over, he'll definitely like mom yeah. it a little bit. Like, Roll the kids, round the kids up, get them in the car, type of deal. Yeah. Well, every time I go with over, you know, four, we have ten going. There's always some good stories out of it. So. Oh, for sure, dude. Last time we literally lost somebody. <laughs> he left his phone and his wallet at the house, and he disappeared. And we got a call from the cops saying, "Hey, your buddy passed out in this guy's yard, and you need to come get him immediately." Oh my god! But we were all drunk, so yeah. we were like. Can Nobody send, can come can get him. Can we send a taxi? <laughs> so we send a taxi. <laughs> That's more than most people would have done. Yeah, it's kind of nice. So, uh, anything else going on personally? We got a we got some current events to talk about. 
Anything? No, I don't have anything uh, on the personal level, but something that's not on Sal's notes here that I think should be talked about is Elon Musk is telling all his employees that remote work is over and they need to be in the office for 40 hours a week. And if they don't like it, they look, need to get lost. Look for another job, basically. Yeah. Mm, He's I, eliminating it. I think I think it needs to happen. Um, uh, while I agree that like some people do work better at home, I think it's a minority. And but everybody wants to fight for at yeah. home work because it fucking benefits them yeah. from working half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, so like, oh dude, I work so much more effectively. Oh, you do when your kids crying in the background, you got fucking yeah. you know, and I get it. I get it. But life I, can be easier if you work from home. I get that. But the one thing that he was the one thing that he was responding to was like that working in the office is archaic. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, no. Like it's not archaic. It's not like it's something that's like dead. And like is actually more non-productive than it is productive. It's like you're there to support a business. You're there to help a business grow. And it's I I think we're we're all a little bit on the same page of this. I like the hybrid model, um, and I think companies work well in certain positions for um, the uh, remote, like 100% remote. But I don't feel like you can really have like a true culture and like everybody get on the same page in terms of like mission and values if you don't have some in-office or in-person interaction. Yeah, I like the hybrid model because you can still have the accountability in office and then you're kind of giving them the flexibility to work some days from home. So they're happy. They're not like, fuck, I got to go in every single day. But what's interesting in the recruiting world is, you know, all these candidates are like, well, I want remote only. And it's like, that's gone. Like, there is, like... I, almost all of our roles that were 100% remote have pretty much dried up and everybody's trying to get everybody back in the office now. And so um, I think you'll continue to see that because I th- clearly these decisions are being made based on data yeah, for and sure. the production and productivity that these corporations know like, hey, clearly if people were producing more and doing better jobs, they would be like, fuck yeah, just keep them at home. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why they want them to come back in the office. Well, I thought it was funny, like, you know, obviously all this remote work happened, you know, during the pandemic, where it was like, it was almost like out of necessity, right? Um, I think we're at the point now where people are past that. And I also think, like, just to separate from the the work aspect of it, I think what it's good for people from an emotional standpoint to be by other people. Like to have a relationship with somebody in an office that you can sit and talk to as opposed to just sitting on a computer where you don't actually, you don't know who Matt is or Sal or Dan other than like who he is as an employee because you're not sitting there having that five-minute bullshit session. So I think it will help uh, from an emotional standpoint too, which is something I know you guys talked a little bit on this last week about the the shooting in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like go too, do, too deep into it. Like, do I believe that, um, as Americans, we should, you know, have the Second Amendment right to own a gun. I do. I do believe that. Um, do I think that there's things that should happen to make it maybe a little bit more difficult for people to purchase guns? I do. But I, I still think we're going to have the same situation where if somebody wants to do something really shitty, they're going to do something really shitty. But I do think one of the things that we need to start doing is finding a way to diagnose people with mental disorders um, from an emotional standpoint, because it seems like the people that end up having these issues are the ones that are from fatherless homes or don't have a good relationship with their parents in general. So I think there needs to be some sort of way that we can analyze that before this person just goes and buys a gun. Yeah, and I saw a really good thing from somebody who reshared it, um, who has completely opposite 
uh, political viewpoints than myself, but I actually really agreed with it. And so if guns were as regulated as cars, title and tag at each point of sale, right? You can't go to a gun show and just buy a gun off whatever, right? Driver training, gun training, written tests, written tests, practical tests, practical tests, health requirements. Like you have to, like they don't let old people drive anymore because, you know, they don't let pilots fly after 65 and now there's a pilot shortage. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a different thing. I'm just saying, like, there is requirements around being capable to do this that activity. Um, and then they have, like, insurance, which I don't know about that one. But And then, um, you know, maybe I would hate for the—I hope they never tax the fact that, hey, you own a gun, now we're going to tax you for having that gun every mm-hmm. year, and we're going to tax you on ammunition that you own because you own a yeah. whole artillery or whatever. But— um, other than that, I agree with those those top fives. So yep. yeah, and I think it's something that it's going to be a conversation through our entire lives. There's probably never going to be a correct answer for it at the end of the day. But I do think um, with with COVID, with I feel like there's been a lot more mental issues with humans through that period. That now is probably a time that maybe we should you know do a health check, like you're saying, and make it a little bit more difficult for people to own a gun. I, I still think you're never going to stop the people that want to carry shit like this no, out unless not. the FBI gets a hold of it beforehand. So, you know, in terms of schools, like, I think every teacher that wants to carry a gun should be able to carry a gun, you know? And yeah. they did go through all this shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, we talked, yeah, we talked about this uh, a little bit, so not to just kind of say everything, but we did... Um, the one thing that we're saying that isn't really addressed, like you said, is just like the mental health in general yeah. of people. And it's just like how, like obviously, like, yeah, something should be done um, a little bit more, maybe get stricter on gun control. I don't know what that is. I don't know the laws around that. I believe that you should have the right to. But um, but I think that, that nobody is like, I don't see anybody posting about just mental health in general mm-hmm. and how like the, whether it's fatherless homes, problem with parents, whatever, you like bullying at school, like whatever it could be. Nobody's really addressing that issue on like how this individual got to the point where he was that fucked up to do something like that. Yeah. So, um, lighter note, uh, we got to talk about it, even though it's just absolute, just trash media. Uh, Johnny Depp got awarded 15 million in a case against Amber Turd. So, <laughs> so shout out to Johnny Depp. And apparently, Amber Turd also owes another 7 million to Children's Hospital and then some other. Um, Piece and I don't I didn't read too much into this, but I don't know if you guys saw this. So when she won a bunch of money back in the day or whatever, she uh, had uh, basically said that she was going to pledge the money that oh. her were winnings to X and Y organizations. I guess one was a children's hospital, one, and they called her out on it and uh, in the case, and she was like, "I pledged," and they were like. Pledged, they're like, pledge doesn't mean that you gave your money and donated. Did you donate? And she's like, I pledged. And she goes, pledged isn't one and the same. And she's like, well, they are to me. And like, never got an official answer. So I guess Turd, like, basically said she was going to donate some money and then got called out for not donating oh, money. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's been following this case like crazy. Um, I couldn't really get into it just because I don't really care about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Or, so it's like... Whatever. Um, I am glad to see that like the case probably turned out the way it should have. That it wasn't just like kind of like swept under the rug, and they let her kind of off with it because it seemed like there was some shitty stuff. Um, I just look at it as there's like bigger fish to fry in the world other than Johnny Depp and her. So yeah, 
Well, the media needs something. Yeah. Right. right. Something that they can be interested in. Yeah. That can hold people's attention. So, um, so speaking of Johnny Depp, so he obviously Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Uh, so Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was the number one box office movie, uh, or like had the number one box office like revenue. Uh, and the new Top Gun movie just broke that. I haven't seen it, but 156 million in four days, beating the Pirates of the Caribbean at 153 back in like 07, I believe. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I haven't seen it. I'm actually, I think this movie's gonna be great. Yeah. I, like they I'm rented, pumped. yeah, they rented like planes from the military to use, which I think's never really been done before ever. Um, and they like, they've done, they did stuff where they flew the planes that they had to get, you know, the military had to grant them access to fly at a certain level that's never been done in a movie before. So all the stunts are like 100% real, flown by real fighter pilots. I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. I know somebody that went and saw it and they said they were going to go back and see it another time because really? it was that good. So yeah. I mean, One of my buddies said that it's like in his top three for like all movies. That's really? impressive. I've never seen the first one. First one's Seriously? Good. What? Yeah. Damn, dude. Dude, I haven't <laughs> seen Scarface. Don't don't waste your time with scarf. My one time in Missouri, I was at my uh, buddy's fraternity house, and we were just like chilling for like a homecoming weekend, and they literally had Top Gun play on repeat the whole night. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? By far the funniest thing I've seen. Yeah, I'm not a watch a movie two times kind of guy. Like once I see it, I've seen it, and there's very few. Like actually, a Johnny Depp movie, Blow. No, I could watch I, that. I, that's one of mine. Wolf of Wall Street. That's a good one. Johnny You've never Depp. seen Blow? Blow is a great movie. Top top five for me. Yep. Yeah, so um, so this is related to the movie stuff, and uh, and this is something that isn't like making news, but for obvious reasons, it's uh, but it's floating around in like some group texts that I have. So you guys know uh, Ricky Gervais, he's yeah, a stand-up yeah. comedian that mm-hmm. did the Golden Globes a couple yeah. years ago, and he's basically like, if you win, come up, accept your little award, thank your God, your agent, and fuck off. Like, don't use this as a political like yada yada yada. And he's not like, he's not like a. Uh, uh, liberal, or actually, like in the UK, it's not. It's it's a Republican, and I think the Labor Party yeah, is the other one. Yeah. So he's yeah. not. He's not a Republican. Uh, he's probably somewhere more in the middle. He never, you know, whatever. But he makes fun of like what's popular, just like everybody else. So um, they like came out with these ratings, and Rotten Tomato does two ratings. They do their critic reviews, which are obviously for the most part, comprised of far left. And then they do the audience review, which is the majority of people that are actually watching it. Audience review of his stand-up comedy was 92%. The tomato meter, or the quote-unquote professional critic review, was 14%. Really? Yes. So it's probably comprised of mostly like woke left, like whatever, you know what I mean? But he got torched, um, and I saw his stand-up. He got torched for saying something about transgender in his stand-up. And he... Actually, so he started doing all these jokes. One of them at the beginning was transgender. He did all these jokes. And he actually called himself out in it. Uh, he goes, in this uh, in this stand-up, he goes, I talk about, I think it was like child abuse, like being pro-Hitler, like all these other fucked up things. That's he's like, and he's like, but the reason, he's like, but the reason I'll make the news is because I said something about transgender. And he's like, but I have to make fun of things that are popular. Like, this is what we do. And this is what comedy is. And so... It just—it was just really funny to me that it's like okay, the overwhelming majority of people, at ninety-two percent, like approve of it, and then the actual professional critics torched it. That I literally, funny. whenever I see like a Rotten Tomato score, the usually the lower it is by the critics, the better I think the movie is myself. So like, <laughs> oh I, really? Yeah, like, but I do know that uh, the new Top Gun movie was actually like great reviews on both, both sides. So like, when I saw that, I was like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it going to suck? Or is yeah. it actually going to be good? So yeah. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. What else you guys got? Or do you guys want to go on this list that Sal has? We'll oh, do. so yeah. uh, recently Dan, Taco Bell. You, wait, wait, Dan, you're, you're one time back. You didn't prepare anything? No, dude. This is so unlike you. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, hey, that's all we got to worry about. Yeah, Sal, you want to? Yeah, so two, two weeks bell? ago, like Taco Bell brought back their Mexican pizza, which everyone's going crazy. Now they're at a shortage right now. Um, so it's hard to find a Mexican pizza. I'm a big Mexican bell. pizza fan. I'm I've actually never had it. It's hard to find Mexican pizza? Well, so they, they, they canceled it and then they, by demand, brought it back, but it, they just brought it back like two weeks ago. So every everybody, I guess, and their mom's ordering it. And it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I, uh, one night after a handful of cocktails this weekend, got on Uber Eats, and I I searched through. Uber Eats Taco Bell. He, he can't I, even I, get it, go get his own Taco Bell. I was drunk, guys. I'm fucking responsible, okay? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are not a pro-drinking and driving podcast, just no. for the record. Um, but went through four different Taco Bells on there to try to find a Mexican pizza and couldn't find shit. Yeah, I've never had never it. I've been wanting to try it, so I've still never had it. I, I haven't had one either, but I feel like the Taco Bells down in our neck of the woods have been literally packed. They so have. I don't know if it's the Mexican pizzas or what. It's probably the Mexican pizzas. They have. Um, you can get to White Castles, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking line out <laughs> to the main road on Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, I only know that because I drive by. I don't. He doesn't. Know. He doesn't actually go in and order know, anything. Right, He's Dan. Just Dan's see. Like, I'm just like, God damn! Look at Taco Bell. Oh, Didn't even know what Castle. Taco Bell looked like. He's like, what's this purple? What's it, a border? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the COVID testing center. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, um, other news. Uh, the Mona Lisa got caked. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, luckily she wasn't harmed though, so that was good. So I saw it, and I guess apparently a guy <laughs> yeah. dressed up as a woman in a wheelchair yeah. and then threw a cake at it. But then I also saw a video, and like somebody was like wiping it off. Was, the security guard. Okay, so it was the security guard actually wiping it off, which I thought was like almost stranger. I'm sure there was like glass over or yeah. something. Yeah, to think that like somebody just throws a cake at a Mona Lisa, and the security guard just walks up with like a thing of paper towels and starts wiping off this paint. He's, like, he's got his dirty handkerchief in his fucking yeah, pocket. Back open. Yeah, but I think it's so funny when you hear shit like that. Like, who the fuck sits around and just plots? You know what? <laughs> fuck the Mona Lisa, dude. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> that fucking I'm, bitch. How am I gonna get to the there's, Mona Lisa? Or I'm just gonna dress like a woman. Or the tourist just watches his lady gets out of the wheelchair. I'm gonna sit in the fucking wheelchair. I'm gonna fucking fire this cake right at the fucking Mona Lisa. Honestly, there's probably something that came out where they found out that she had like a racist uncle or something, and then some group. So, uh, something business-related that happened today is Sheryl Sandberg is stepping yeah, down as the COO of, uh, I guess, Meta or Facebook or whatever it is nowadays. Okay. So, I thought that was pretty interesting because she was pretty much like the face of, you know, as, as far as like, you know, women in business, right? Like, she was like the ultimate. You know, she had one of the best jobs. And basically, it sounded like she just she wanted out. She thought it was going to be a five year job. We're at fourteen years, and she was just ready to step away. Okay, so nothing in particular about like Meta or no, I don't just think so. yeah, because I still don't know anything about that. So, um, but kind of in uh, relation to the market. So this is the first week in over mm-hmm. two years that uh, not a single company uh, went uh, IPO. Really? Their initial really? public offer. Yep. That's it's, very interesting. No companies, including I don't even know what this is, SPACs, SPAC. SPAC. Yeah. It's like a blank check deal. Is it SPAC? I think it's SPAC. I mean, 
Yeah. So SPACs have been the way that a lot of companies have been going public recently. Basically, it's like a blank check type deal. So they, it's a way to raise funds under a set price that you know what they're going to go public at. Um, you have the right when it goes IPO to then sell your share basically for what you bought it for or you can just write it out and take the share. So mm. it's just a way for them to raise money like a final time essentially. Right, right. Um that's interesting yeah. though. Well, it might be interesting because they're saying, hey, you know, with interest rates up, money isn't che- as cheap anymore. Um, with inflation high, valuations of these companies are going down, yeah. essentially. And one of the, I forget, I, I just read this, but the concern was <clears throat> CEOs are starting to say, or I'm sorry, venture capital firms are starting to think, okay, well, it hasn't hit yet, but when will consumer spending or when will customers stop buying these startups products, mm-hmm. right? They they think it's going to happen. They don't know when it's going to happen, but they're expecting pretty much every business to have a dip, yeah. right? Um, so I find that interesting. But, you know, Jeff Bezos also said like, hey, <clears throat> whenever they went through uh, the last market crash, he's like, I see the stock price going down, but I know what's going on in the company yeah. and they like, don't even make sense. Yeah. Like the company's growing, but the stock price is going down. So I got a couple things that uh, I think are interesting about this whole dynamic, um, which would be cool if we, we had Ben Mises here. Or maybe we ask him this weekend because I know he's got a company. Oh, come on. Did we he, have him on. He's got a Should company we do like, trying to go public, right? Do we still have those? Those microphones that we bought? Yeah, we do. Whenever ago, should we bring them to the lake and see if we can? We could try. I mean, you guys we could try. They're hard to hook up. I can get mushrooms. Yeah. Last time we did it, we recorded me and just laughing, laughing for like an hour. Yeah, we forgot that it was actually on and recording. It was yeah. literally recording the whole time. <laughs> well, uh, hey, let's actually remember to bring these cameras. Let's okay, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll bring these do down just in case we want to do something. Oh, we have a videographer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's so. gonna be sick. Wait till okay. you see my golf promo video. <laughs> I'm no. gonna bring some fireworks. I want you guys to like shoot them off, like in the back, like while you're, while swinging. you're driving. Yeah. I want, but I want it to be like you holding it out, like so, like we're trying to hide you, but it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're What's your intro song? I don't know. Thunder. <laughs> okay, so back to <laughs> yeah. uh, the market. So the last time the market took a hit like it has right now, it was all over the news, right? Like COVID hits, market tanks, right? And we that's all we heard about how the market's fucking crashing. The market has been fucking crashing for like the last three weeks. And it's like the news doesn't even know it exists. Like every day it's just going down. Um, So I find that super interesting that we're not reporting how the market's just absolutely tanking. Um, The other thing about these valuations for these startups that I think is interesting that I heard on another podcast is by a bunch of VCs is essentially what it sounds like is going to have to happen here is if somebody's already done their first uh, fundraising, they might have to do their second raise. A down round? Yeah. And it sounds like if that's the almost the only way a lot of these startups are going to be able to survive, which that they're going to have to do one of two things is either cut expenses or make money a whole lot fucking faster. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting how it shakes out. Well, it's going to be harder to get money. They a lot harder, that. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, we're not going to invest in like pixie dust. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, yeah. they become unicorns. Like we're going to, Make sure that they have a proven model making money. It's not just an idea anymore yeah. you know, that we're investing in. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Very interesting. I think we're good. We got. Are we about time? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, if you uh, want to ask us any questions, feel free to hit us on Instagram or shoot us an email. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe on every major platform and we will see you guys next time. See ya. Deuces. Deuces.